Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I saw this movie Moxie the other day. It's based on a book, I believe, and Amy Poehler produced it. And it's about teenagers in high school, and these girls start this women's empowerment group and it's really a good movie. Paul, my fiance, has produced a bunch of independent films and won a Peabody. And he was really just saying, I mean, this is not one of these sort of Netflix chop shop movies. It's actually a great movie. And in the movie, one of the threads was girls wearing tank tops that then the teacher or the headmaster were telling to, you know, cover up and not wear the tank tops. And the girl who had the really large breasts was saying, well, she's wearing a tank top too. Why is it different for me? And, um, and, and to be honest, I understand from a female empowerment, women's liberation perspective, what the girl's saying. Yeah, we're both wearing the same tank top. I just happen to have larger breasts. From just a gut instinct, seeing a girl's breasts so prominent, I also understand the, the reaction and the visual. So it's funny because um, my daughter yesterday was saying, would you let me wear this particular tank top, like crop top to school? And my instinct was no. And, and what's the reason? Shouldn't girls be just proud of their bodies and wear whatever they want and show their bodies? And, um, and then other people would say, right, but it's provocative. 
but it shouldn't be provocative because it should be that you should be able to just show your body. But then why can't you just walk out fully naked? Like, where is the line? And so maybe I'm just traditional and old school, but I do think that uh, I would say to my daughter, no, I, I don't, I, I, I say less is more and you don't, you, you can, you know, she, ta- she just happens to be somewhat conservative and earthy and doesn't wear a lot of makeup. And I'm not fully out there wearing everything low cut and short. And, um, and it, but I noticed, and I talked on here another time about the fact that in the movie, Pretty Woman, everybody in this hotel was appalled in Beverly Hills to see what Julia Roberts was wearing. That's what people would wear now to go to a Knicks game. Like everybody just, I mean, everybody's wearing crop tops and really short skirts and, and, you know, at the award shows, forget it. People are literally wearing something I don't think I would wear to the beach. People are half naked and wearing fishnet stockings as pants. And it's self-expression. It's creative. It's evolved. But um, would you be okay with your teenage daughter wearing fishnet stockings to school? And if not, why not? So I think it's an interesting conversation because... um I understand both sides of it. You know, it's your body and no one should be ashamed of their body. Uh, This comes up when people are breastfeeding. Oh, their breasts, get over it. I'm just feeding my child, you know? Um, So, but breasts are a provocative topic for people. So, and it's just anatomy. Why is a leg not provocative, although it can be, and a breast is? So I just think it's interesting, that conversation. Um, And I also... My first, you know, my daughter will show me something and she'll say, can you believe this girl's only this age? Look at the dress she's wearing. Look how short this dress is. Look at the, it's got no stomach. And I think it too. I think that there is age appropriate clothing. And I don't think that young, young girls should be wearing very provocative clothing. Um, and why? Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So we talk about the negatives of the pandemic. And of course, some people have succeeded and their businesses have thrived because they happen to be on the right side of the coin during the pandemic. If you were in e-commerce or home learning or um, cars, luxury goods, I mean, there's just so many random things that you wouldn't have thought uh, anything, food or cooking was successful. And then obviously other people's businesses really took a hit. And if you weren't able to flip the script and shake the snow globe and adjust, you you know, you got pulled under. But I do think the pandemic brought many things to light. It, it brought many relationship issues to light. There were many, I think there were a lot of divorces. It, um, it brought dating apps and connecting and connecting online for love in a, in a way that became beyond successful, like the norm, like the way to meet someone. Because I do believe that in the beginning, certain people were going on apps and they would meet people and they would hook up and older people, maybe divorcees or people in my age group, 
had dabbled, but they weren't fully immersed in it. And I do think in the pandemic, just it became, you could talk to anybody you wanted, which is why TikTok became so huge because you're just connecting and uh, communicating about food and slow cooking and relationships and dancing and everything. So that was a big shift in the pandemic. It brought things to light, what people wanted to do with their lives, what they didn't want to do. For me, uh, I really shaved off a lot of business opportunities that I that weren't making me happy that I didn't want to work on. And it sounds obvious. If you don't want to do it, you shouldn't do it. Money notwithstanding, meaning people have to pay their rent and their insurance and for their kids' school and for food on the table. So I'm not saying everyone has the luxury of not doing something they don't want to. But you could have five sort of shitty jobs and maybe one is at least closer to what you like doing and closer to your passion. And I did take a lot of things off the board as I describe it, meaning I just really created a discipline to say, is this making me happy? Does this give me an ROI, a return on my investment, meaning of my time? Am I feeling stressed out and miserable? Am I in a bad mood when I do it? Um, do I feel happy? Um, not financially, but do I feel happy emotionally? I mean, am I doing more relief work and helping people? So that's got a return on my investment. Or... Um, is it something where it's just a smash and grab money job? So I, I it's a grind, but I, I I cash a check and I don't love doing it, but that's that's the ROI. So I feel like a lot of those questions became very prominent. And for myself, I decided that more is not more and that I wanted to do less in quality of life. And even though I always have spent all the time I'm not working with my daughter, it made the time that I was working such a grind that it was either that I was with my daughter or the second that I wasn't, I was so crammed in with work that there became no time for me whatsoever. And I talk about and think about balance for women. And it's such a question that everyone asks. They always ask it in a way like, how do you find balance? And then someone has to give some like, I drink water and sleep and I don't find that. Like, it's always some basic answer. But if you truly think about it, like how do you find balance? You have to also have some time for you. Women are scrambling and trying to fit 50 pounds of shit in a five pound bag. And so if you are doing stacking, which I do, and it's a great practice because then you get quality time with your kids and then you really are present at work, where's the you time? I realized I was spending time in my relationship. I was spending time traveling to go places. I was spending time with my daughter. I was spending time with work, but I was spending no, I was spending no time with myself. And that was one thing I do miss about the pandemic, spending time just with Bryn and the dogs. My dogs, spending quality time with your dogs is like spending quality time with your kids. And sometimes they're just around the house and you could see them after a day and be like, I haven't seen you all day. And you feel guilty just like with your kids. So the pandemic, I miss in the pandemic that time alone for nothing. All day you could just think about a recipe to make just a cocktail to make at five o'clock with fresh mint or something you ordered online or some gadget you bought. And I do miss that because I was built for that pandemic. And truthfully, bringing things to light, the pandemic saved my life. The pandemic saved my life. I My girlfriend pointed it out. And the pandemic is when I got primary custody of my daughter after a 10-year torturous divorce because the pandemic brought things to light brought the truth to light with my daughter. And as they get older, when they're younger, and if you're going through a divorce, when you get when you have younger kids, they process information differently. But later, the movie all comes into play, all the cards shuffle in the deck, and they kind of realize flashbacks of things that happened when they were younger, and they put the pieces together because they're now 
functioning, opinionated people. And all of this happened because the world slowed down for the pandemic. And my daughter realized a lot of things. And um, it was a very challenging time. It was a very stressful time. I cannot explain how challenging the pandemic was because I had a torturous situation that I will go into detail on um, at a later date. But during the pandemic, it, it put a pin and finalized something that had gone on for years. And we, I did as many custody legal court dates as I did for the past 10 years in person. Now I was doing these court dates and lawyers and she had a lawyer and all of this at home. So, so, so trust me when I say the pandemic was a shit storm and a nightmare, but it resolved something that was just seemed like it was going to go on for the rest of my life. It seemed endless. And I just was shackled and suffocated and couldn't breathe and just felt trapped and like was in an endless journey. And I stayed the course and I checked every box and I, it's what I talk about with Kanye making all the wrong moves. I, I did everything the way that you're supposed to do it. I wasn't rash. I wasn't half cocked. I didn't think I knew everything. I respected the process. I respected the legal system. Like I do the ocean. You cannot fuck around with it. It will come and it will pull you under. But by the end of the pandemic, the situation, well, the pandemic's not over, but by the end of the hardcore uh, quarantined pandemic, there was a res resolution. And sometimes maybes, may, uh, maybe is, what is it? It's no is the second best answer. Meaning, wait, no is this, like, maybe is the worst answer. I'm getting it wrong, but it's like, yes is a good answer. Maybe no is a, not great. That's what it is. Yes is a good answer. No is not such a great answer often, but maybe is the worst answer. So all these years of maybe, and I don't know, and will this ever end? And just this being resolved, it, it just was finite. And so the pandemic saved my life. And what's funny is people talk about situations that they're in. It could be a bad, toxic work situation, a toxic relationship, um, a work complication, a lawsuit, uh, just a conflict, a kid that's got problems at school or emotional issues at home, like any kind of thing that's sort of just lingering. I know people who are in bad relationships and they break up and then they get rid of a knot that's been living in their back that they didn't know why it wouldn't go away. Like things live in your body. And any time that there's something so weighing on you and toxic, when it's gone, you just... And it takes a while, but you feel differently. So it's been a while since the resolution, but it's like, it, it, it's just like exiting my body. I feel like a different person. I feel more relaxed. Even on the nights that I don't sleep, I, I don't feel afraid like I used to. I just feel like, okay, I didn't sleep. But my whole being, I notice it when I'm on a plane or when I'm waiting for something and usually I would be edgy or I noticed it because I went to do Ellen recently for the final episode and I've been there 25 times before this and I usually am like, we're doing this and what are we doing next? But, and I was like, hey dudes, chill. Like it just, when something toxic leaves your life and your body, you really just feel different. So uh, the pandemic eliminated a lot of things for people, good and bad, but it, at least it resolved things for people. So that's what I think about that. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. 
Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.